Okay. Uh, hello. Welcome to Tifo Giphy. Um, my name is Andrew, and this is the first episode. And here I'm talking about K-pop, something that has been very prevalent in my life since like 2020, like COVID time. Um, and all of its impacts and everything that it's done for like society, pop culture, stay in culture, stay in Twitter. Um, and like all the doors that it's opened for Korean culture, um, like international, what's the word I'm looking for? Like international marketing and like broadcasting and stuff like that. And like how it's kind of like shaped music and everything that like the Jesus, the like Western world could learn from it. Um, okay, so basically to start off, I in October of 2020, October 2020, I'm laying in my bed, I'm scrolling through TikTok, I see this video of Luna. Luna is about to have a comeback um, for their album Midnight, with the title track Why Not. I'm scrolling through my fucking TikTok, and all I hear is, and I was gagged. And so, October 19th, the day that the album was released, I watched that music video, and... It was, like, my favorite thing ever. I kid you not, I had that album on loop for, like, three months straight. And if you actually, like, look at my last FM, like, I'm looking at it right now, um, I have 29,266 Luna streams. It'd probably be a lot more if I wasn't boycotting right now. And why not? I've listened to it 1,308 times, which is practically, like, mental illness, if you ask me. Um... But okay, so Luna is like my favorite group. Right, right, right. Um, actually saw them this year at the Denver show. Yes. Um Okay, so K pop, Luna. I'm getting like sidetracked. Okay. But so I've been into K pop since like twenty twenty, right? And I've been like very active in like the stand culture and like the active like news and media and like outlet of like everything k-pop and like everything girl group k-pop since like since then um i had a tiktok account that actually blew up um but i deleted it because it was really embarrassing um i currently have a stand twitter account and i'm I'm on it a lot and i actually just got a hit tweet today talking about auto circle um but yeah okay so basically in my opinion, K-pop really, like, changed the landscape of how Stan Twitter works. And if you ask me, Stan Twitter's the forefront of the internet, because literally the everything that Stan Twitter does, everyone copies it, mimics it, and posts it everywhere else until it's worn into the ground. Like, some gay little college student makes a tweet, like, praising their favorite person, like, in a unique way, and ever that's all you see everyone's saying for like the next three months or like they use a reaction picture and then boom it's like in a matter of a month it's like ending up on like instagram reels and like you're scrolling through your reels and you see your post or something um and like the way that fan cams (laughs) were like used during everything with like the black lives matter movement and everything of like the trump presidency when everyone was just shitting on republicans and right side political accounts on twitter 
and the way that they just like shot on everyone and they were like oh, whatever stan luna and then put like that fan cam of cherry dancing to i think it was sweet crazy love or uncover or girlfriend i don't know it was one of their songs but like that's all you'd see you open up twitter and you go into the comment section and all you see is fan cams um and really i think that is like such an important part of uh stan culture because now you go into any comment section and you always see that fan cams and i mean like fan cams have always been around but k-pop really brought them like to the front and yeah um okay another thing about k-pop that i like strongly firmly believe is that it has so many aspects that can like that were like perfect for a undiagnosed mentally ill person <laughs> i'm saying that like it's like such a bad thing i'm just somebody with an attention span of a rat who had nothing to do but scroll through their phone in the period of 2020 to like 2021 like covid like you're locked in your room and excuse me and all you see are just these finance asian people these finance korean people these finance taiwanese people these finance thai people just on your page doing some sick ass choreography to some catchy ass pop song and you get hooked you watch the music video and you get hooked you watch the videos of them doing like aegyo or whatever and you're like okay wait but then you like watch the videos of like their fan cams and like all of their contents and shit and you're like okay wait these people are funny the music is good the concepts are there like it's everything a teenager or somebody like with too much free time could love and like the thing for me was like k-pop had everything i wanted out of like my favorite like pop girlies in like every aspect because when you really think about like a big pop star like i don't know i'm just gonna like throw like lady gaga out there like she sticks to the choreo she's amazing vocals um she's a concept and she has looks and everything's fun and the music video is addicting and it's just all around like so much fun and addicting i think that is like everything that like k-pop has and like the marketability of a fucking k-pop album is insane because you're seeing people like twice and jimin like chop the charts right now and like txt or like whatever and like stray kids like ugh. um but like they're chopping the charts right now because what does everyone want to do they want to buy a fucking k-pop album and get that photo card like literally right next to me i have a stack of well over 300 photo cards of just fucking asian women and like <laughs> it's just like oh my god like i worked all throughout quarantine or like obviously i didn't but like throughout covid i had a job and all of that money went towards luna twice red velvet is one like stacy like you name it like i had the album i have uh, i have the luna xx limited a album if you're a real orbit you know what that is but like k-pop is so marketable and like everybody latched onto it like if you look at a lot of the fan bases like so many of them grew drastically in like 2020 like there was an orbit census of like oh when did you become a fan and it's like yada 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 2016 2017 2018 2019 and then you look at 2020 and it's like boom it is big as hell like so many people were like oh shoot oh my god let me get into this and so it's like 
What's really funny is I'm doing this instead of my um, psych homework right now, but it's okay. Um, and like, so obviously you're going to get hooked and then it's like, wait, this is so fun. <laughs> when are they going to drop another album? And of course, if you're in Lunastan, that was for fucking ever. But um, yeah, and like the one thing that is like so fun too is like everybody has a favorite member and it's so fun to just like talk about everything on Twitter. So like with Stan Twitter, like you have your okay so you have your profile right like you have your cute little header and your profile picture that like usually match everyone always has like those crazy things um and then you get like your card or like your like whatever the hell those are called and then you have your pinned video with like your card like mine is um <sighs> sweet crazy love uh by luna on Ice circle and like twitter is so much fun twitter is without a doubt my favorite uh like social media service social media application because it just constantly has every single piece of news every single meme every single opinion ever and i'm a nosy bitch so like i love that like there's a niche fandom there's a stan culture there is a stan for literally every single movie every single tv show every single idol every single pop star every single country star every single video game you could ever think of on twitter like there's this meme out there and it's like fuck those scooby-doo stands and then someone like quote retweets it and it's like a scooby-doo stand and he's like what the hell does this have to do with me like scooby-doo's always in everybody's mouth but like i just think that twitter is so much fun and i feel like k-pop nurtures and it grows and it also like gets kind of moldy on twitter like if you really ask me because there are so many parts of it that are just so annoying like consistently like people like orbits do this a lot orbits are the fandom of luna like they consistently set up luna all the time like everyone's just like oh like shitting on other groups or whatever and everyone's like oh, oh what about luna like luna was abused luna like deserved that abuse like fuck vivi like what the fuck does that have to do with vivi like what like you're just annoying and you want to shit on women just admit it um strongly uh, I strongly believe that girl group stands are so much better than fucking boy group stands because why are you using a man to shit on a woman? And why would you ever want to listen to a man? Um, this is crazy. And this is really funny. So I'm like a firm user of like Last.fm. And if you like know what Last.fm is, then cool. If you don't, it's this website that like tracks what music you listen to. And I've been having it track my music since like 2021 and i imported all of my past like listening history from spotify like it's a whole thing you can do that and out of my top 50 artists ever i only have one two three four male artists and they are apex twin that motherfucker doesn't even sing in his music it's just like ambient like electronic music tame impala like hello it's tame impala um boards of canada Again, that's electric electronic music that they don't even sing in. And then uh, Playboy Cardi, because, you know, I like to slut out sometimes. And, like, 
all the other ones are like Stacy is one, Accra, Uele, Tavlo, Pastel Ghost, Tanache, Luna Y Y Y Y, New Jeans, Willow, Rico Nasty, Chloe X Ali, Rosalia, La Seraphim, Itzy, Blackpink, Luna One Third, Bjork, Rihanna, Ariana Grande, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, Luna Ari Circle, Aisha, Radhika, Beyonce, Earth Eater, Slater, Shy Girl, Kalila, Red Velvet, Lady Gaga, Rina Sawayama, Zelia Banks, Doja Cat, Lord, SZA, Twice, Charlie, Luna, Lana, Grimes, and Pink Panther Red. Like, tell me I don't have taste. Um, but basically, I'm getting totally sidetracked. Um, okay, K-pop. Let me talk about something real quick. K-pop has kind of turned... It's kind of been monopolized by uh, <laughs> the company that gives their idols noses. Um, HYBE, or like, Big Hit Entertainment, like, whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, they have, like, the top groups out right now. And that's because nobody can fucking compete. Like, if you look at, like, the past days of, like, like the golden age of K-pop, like, 2018 to 2017, like, early 2019, like, those when you were getting, like, those fucking classic hits, like, fuck, like, Black Plank was just fresh out the case. Um, they had just fucking released As If It's Your Last, Red Velvet released, um... Can you hear my clicking? Oh my god. Red Velvet just released fucking... Uh, what did they release? Hold on. Red Velvet just released the Red Summer EP with Red Flavor. And then fucking Perfect Velvet came out and Peekaboo and Kingdom Come graced everybody's ears with everything you could ever have hoped for. And then hashtag cookie jar, like, hello, are you kidding? And then twice, oh my god, what, what did twice release in 2017? Twice songs, 2017 to 2018. Jesus Christ, they released 39 songs. But like, knock knock, signal, signal likey, what is love, heart shaker, dance the night away, yes or yes. Like, these all came out in the same two years. Like, it was such a good time to be a K-pop stand, even though I wasn't one. But like... Even though those are still, like, big three, like, groups, um, like, what I'm trying to say is, without a doubt, like, there are people that are running the K-pop industry, and it's just sad to see because these nugus aren't able to, like, cherish unless they're coming straight out the gate with fucking designer brands on and the catchiest pop song that you've ever heard of because what you're seeing now is all these like nugus that come out of nowhere and their first two singles don't automatically blow up and rise them into star bump and then they just fucking disband nobody puts any more effort into promoting and growing and really like making a group like you just want to put one single out and if that single doesn't do well then oh well you're fucking disbanding sorry you trained for eight years of your life and wasted your childhood like my bad your single didn't do well like your dreams are over um also shout out 50 50 i gave a second chance to cupid uh that song is fucking crazy um but really okay because i'm an orga i need to like geek out i really think luna is like the perfect k-pop group ever and yes i'm totally fucking biased saying that um but yeah like everything okay i really have to go pee hold on hi i just went pee and now i'm back that's the magic of the technologies i was gone for like 0.5 seconds but now i'm back i just peed it took all five minutes to pee wash my hands and come back and now i'm done peeing okay um 
but yeah, Luna is like the most well choreographed, well representative, well fucking music, like legendary discography. Um, everything about them is perfect. And I really think they embody what like everything that like K-pop should be, which really explains why everyone in the fucking industry is trying to copy them. And it's like really sad to see like everything that happened to them with their company treating them like shit and putting them into debt, like and just like I don't know. It's really sad because they had it all right there. But BBC fucked everything up. And when you really think about it, <laughs> I'm going to get hate for saying this, but Luna really did pave the way for the international success of fucking K-pop. Like, say whatever you want to say about, like, BTS and Blackpink, but, like, nobody was really promoting overseas that well until everyone was seeing how well Luna was doing. Like, look at Star being played in Walmarts. Like, <laughs> a B-side off a fucking mini-album made it on, like, U.S. pop radio charts. Like, what? Let me sip my water. Hold on. Okay. Um, But, like, I don't know. Luna, it just really is the best. And, like, I haven't listened to their music in so long because of the boycott that's going on right now. And it really does break my heart because they have such a legendary catalog like, solos, subunits, group music, it's all amazing. Like, Heejin coming off the cut with Vivid, it was crazy. Like, the music videos and their Lunaverse lore, everything just about them is just so perfectly um, coordinated, and everything that they've done has been exceptional. I mean, say what you want to say about Luminous, but what wanna be, be what wanna, you wanna be Luminous. Like, that was a hit. Like, I'm sorry, if you don't get it, then you don't get it. And, like, Heejin, Hyunjin, Hustle, Yojin, Vivi, the one-third girls, the Earth girls, they're crazy. Like, say what you want to say about their solos, but they're probably, honestly, my, my favorite. And then you go crazy, you go fucking crazy with Kim Lip, Jim Soul, and Cherry. Like, that is R&B, like, Eclipse is the perfect song. Fucking singing in the rain. Like, Jinsoul is crazy. Um, and then Love Cherry Motion. Hearing that beat drop for the first time is kind of, like, world-stopping. Like, I want to live... I, I hope when I get older I get dementia and I can hear Love Cherry Motion for the first time. That was a Twitter copy pasta, if any of you knew that. I hope when I'm older I get dementia so that I can listen to that fucking beat drop for the first time again. And then Eve with New and D1. D1... I'm sorry, I love New, but D1 is so much better than New. Like, controversial opinion. Um, but, like, so far I've not listed a single bad song. Like, Every Day I Love You, Every Day I Need You. Vivid, vivid, vivid acoustic mix is not the best, but it's still really good. I'll be there and around you, like, hello, Hustles, The Carol, and Let Me In. Like, the second a snowflake falls on the ground, I'm listening to The Carol. Let Me In is, like, an operatic masterpiece. Even though it's not, like, opera, but, like, the instrumentals and everything, and let me... I can't sing. Um, Yojin, Kiss Later, My Melody, and My Sunday. Okay, those, those two were choices, because, like, with it being, like, 
Yojin and like Hustle and then like Yijin and Hyunjin, I think. It was just like, okay, what was the need for that? Um, but Kiss Later is such a good song. Um, and then there's the Carol 2.0. I'm go I'm just going over their whole discography right now. Um, you got Chu with Heart Attack and Girls Talk. Heart Attack is most widely the most known solo. It's literally Luna's most streamed song. Like, how do you kick that girl out of your group? What the fuck? Um, Go On, One and Only, and Seesaw. I see. Fucking amazing songs. And these are their debuts. These are the first times we ever see these members. And they're coming out with these fucking perfectly crafted music. I don't even know if that's a word. Like, these perfect songs. And they're just coming straight out into the world with them. Like, Olivia Hay. Don't even get me started. Egoist. That's crazy. Like, that's your debut. And then Rosie. Oh, my God. Um, okay. And then let's get into their pre-debut release single, Favorite. That is, if not the most cunty song ever. The most cunty song in K-pop. The most cunty song to ever exist in the entire world. Like, everything about it... Days, the fucking, oh, oh, I don't know what those, wait, I haven't, oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna listen to just the first, like, couple seconds, ready? Hello, welcome, I don't know if you guys can even hear that, but that is, like, the most legendary start to a group's debut ever. This is the first time we're ever seeing these 12 girls together. And the fucking, the fucking single cover is amazing. Like, you're like, whoa. These girls can serve. These girls can serve. They can put it all together and they can put it out. They can, they can, they can pile drive their pussies into the floor and serve. Um, and they can whip that hair around, like, like Willow Smith said, and serve. And they can serve in a $5 outfit of a mini skirt. Not even a mini skirt. A fucking skirt from Target. And a little boy's fucking dress-up shirt. And they served. And then you get into their debut AP. Or mini album. Whatever the hell you want to call it. Plus, plus. Hi, hi. Is the most representative K-pop song. And the most perfect k-pop song to ever exist and then you have favorite and then you have heat which gave us that chew fan cam um and then you have perfect love and then you have stylish amazing debut like and then you come back like like how far was plus plus like august 20th to like february 19th okay that is quite a long time to like come back but okay xx their first repackage, the first technical, like, whatever you want to call it, like, full album, but their second comeback. Butterfly. <sighs> Talk about best K-pop song. Talk about best song ever. The synths, the message, the lyrics, the vocals, the dance breaks, the choreography, the music video, everything about this was perfect. 
And even that fucking intro, XX is so good. Um, and then you got Satellite Curiosity and Colors and Where You At, I think. Yeah, and Where You At. That was just crazy. It was fucking crazy. And then you get 365, they're single. And then you get Hash. Um, personally, I think Hash being the um, intro for their first world tour, or th first US tour, whatever you want to call it, was perfect. I had I, I had this tweet go out like before the tour or like when the tour was announced and I was like I have this vision of hash just being the intro and I'm fucking I I'm seeing walls go down. And shit yourself, like it was the opening intro. I think every orbit remembers where they were when they were watching that fucking live stream of the LA show and all you could hear was <laughs> And it was just like the most crazy thing ever. And you see all um, all the members walk out from the sides and it's just like, still just like, and it's like the craziest thing. All you can hear is bass. Um, so what? Say what you want about it, but best girl, best girl crush song. Um, and then you got number one, Oh Yes I Am, Ding Ding Dong. And 365. This is probably like, my second favorite Luna album, and 12 O'Clock being my first, this is when Luna really, like, took off, this is when they got their chart toppers, no, I'm just kidding, um, they never charted well in Korea, but, um, because they obviously don't know how to fucking recognize real talent, like, bitch, <laughs> I want to say something really shady, but I'm not, um, Okay, so 12 o'clock, why not, boys, fall again, universe, hide and seek, oops, and star. Like, that's a perfect... Also, can we talk about how this has more tracks than Laserpim's first mini album, or first full album? Like, what? Like, what, bitch? Um, and then you got Paint the Town, which is honestly, first listen, kind of horrendous. But then, second listen, you were like, wait. Third listen, you were like, hold on oh my god, this is insane. And then you see it live, and then you can never hear it the same again because you can't fucking relive that experience every single time you listen to it. God, I need to illegally download their music and start streaming again, like, as soon as this can. Okay, um, and then you got Hula Hoop, which is, like, the best J-pop debut ever. Like, everything they did was insane. Um, I totally just skipped over Not Friends, and I did that for a reason. Just kidding. And then they were on Queendom, and that was fucking traumatic. And then they were on, uh, or then they released their Summer Special, aka their last mini-album, which is, like, the saddest thing ever, if you think about it. Um, yeah, a flip that only has 14 million streams, which is really sad because the boycott started and everything with Chu happened, and it was just really depressing, and then they got Sick Love and Luminous, but yeah, they literally have the best fucking discography ever, Red Velvet and mm, Red Velvet's up there. But, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying now. Um, all I'm saying is, like, K-pop is very influential. Everything it does, like, is perfect. Like, so many Western artists could take notes on fucking choreo. Because, like, you look at XG. And XG, okay, total topic change. But XG, I, I was, like, so confused when they debuted. Because I was like, 
what is this? Is this a Japanese group promoting Korea? Is this a Korean group singing in English? Like, what? And then I was like, oh, wait, it's a Japanese group. Okay, but, like, why are they in Korea, and why are all of their songs in English? And I watched this video, and I was like, hmm. And I guess the, their fucking company is smart as hell for this. They used um, the Koreans, like, form of, like, K-pop marketing to boost XG out to the entire world, because they know that fucking everybody has eyes on Korea when it comes to K-pop, and, like, you're in Kangayo stage or like your the show stage or like whatever the fuck you're gonna do. And they use that to push them out and like get them out into the world because they're like gonna be known as like a quote unquote global girl group. And I just think that's crazy because it really shows that like all eyes are on Korea for K pop. Well obviously for fucking K pop, but like everybody fucking loves K pop. Like, New Jeans has 20 million listeners. 50-50 has 20 million listeners. Twice has... How many does Twice have? Twice has 12 million listeners. Like, what are we doing? Like, we're fucking listening to K-pop. We're fucking listening to K-pop. And... I just... I don't know. I don't even want to talk about BTS or any boy groups. Because, personally, not just for me. Just male artists, not for me at all. Um, we could get into SZA, though. Just kidding. Um, stream Cobell in the remix. You know, um, yeah, okay. I'm going to go now. Okay, bye.